Good morning, you beautiful people. Oh, it's so good to be back home and in my church. You know, the last five months have been a journey and a bit of a test and sometimes a struggle. There's been glorious things that have happened in the midst of that. But I think that Tim and I have spent as much time out of the church as we have in the church over that time. Um, And for the last three and a half weeks, we have been in Australia. Uh, We went to Darwin for our daughter's um, graduation from Darwin Uni. She was a registered nurse. And she got subsidised training from the Northern Territory Government to become a doctor. And so we saw her graduate uh, at the uni and then her commissioning to becoming a medical doctor. And so that was a wonderful opportunity for us to go and do that. On the way home, we spent a few days in Melbourne, part of which I'm going to be sharing with you today. But I have to say that when we finally got back home and then I finally got into the church today, I realised there is really no place like home. Amen. So all of you who are on holidays and visiting here, I trust that you will enjoy your day or days with us here, but I know that there is a day coming when you will be home again. And it's 2018 and God has great plans for us. Amen. Amen. So I do hope that you all enjoyed a great Christmas and a new year and that you have had or are having an opportunity to get refreshed and are eager for what God has in store for us as a church, for you and your churches, if you don't belong to Church Unlimited, in 2018, because it surely is great things. Yeah. Today's message is based on Psalm 40, verses 1 to 3, and uh, the first scripture is from the New International um, Version of the, of the um, Bible. Verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. Verse 2, he lifted me up out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. Verse 3, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. I particularly like the Living Bible um, version of verse 3. He has given me a new song to sing of praises to our God. Many will hear of the glorious things that he did for me and stand in awe before the Lord and put their trust in him. Today, I want to talk to you, I want to share a message with you in which I'm saying it's time to sing some new songs of praise to the Lord. It's time for us to sing some new songs. This year is a very significant year for us at Church Unlimited. God has given us a mandate to reach out to the people of New Zealand and in the nations beyond. He has spoken to us through his apostles, his prophets and his teachers. He's equipped us and he has blessed us over the years. Now, today, I believe that he's saying this to us. This is the year of fulfillment. This is the year of fulfillment. So get up, step out, don't be silent, tell everything about the good things I have done for you. 
All right. There is a song, a new song that God is placing within each one of us every day. The problem is we're not expecting it, we're not looking for it, and we're not doing anything with it. And God is saying, I want you to sing some new songs. Sing some new songs about what I am doing and will keep on doing throughout this year. We need to do that. We need to start speaking out about what the Lord is doing for us. And as we do so, people will listen, they will see, they will hear, they will stand in awe, and better still, they will put their trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that what it's all about? Thank you, Lord. Bless you, my God. Father, I do thank you for this year, for 2018, a new year, a fresh year, a new beginning, a time when we need to be ready at the starting blocks, leaping into everything that you have for us. And I'm praying, Lord God, that you're going to be putting lots of new songs in our mouths, songs of praise that we will be able to share with others. And we will do it naturally, we will do it easily, and we will do it eagerly. And it will all be for your glory, for your name's sake, Lord God. So Father, be in this word today. You have your way and your will in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said... Amen. Our God is a glorious God, a wonderful God. He's absolutely amazing and he's worthy of all honour and praise. Every day, God gives us reasons to sing a new song of praise to him. So I have a question for you. It's a challenge, I guess, right from the beginning. And the question is, what is your new song of praise to the Lord today? Not what was it yesterday. Not what will it be tomorrow, but what is your new song of praise to the Lord today? Because you surely have one. You surely have one. So think on that over the next um, 20 minutes or so. Quoting from Psalm 13, verse 6, which says, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Rosie Boom, in a year during her 20s, when she was a young woman, was led to pick up her guitar and write the following new song of praise to her God. So lovingly he's dealt with me, so bountiful his love for me, so rich in mercy unto me, so graciously forgiven me. So lovingly he's dealt with me, so carefully he's tended me, so powerfully defended me. So tirelessly he's rescued me, so constantly protected me. So lovingly he's dealted with me, so carefully he's guided me, so patiently he corrected me, so wise the words he spoke to me, so faithfully watched over me, so lovingly he has dealt with me. This song of praise sprung forth within her as she reflected on the previous year. There were a few tough patches last year, hard times and a real testing of my faith, Rosie wrote in her diary. But this verse in Psalm 13 says exactly what I feel. In response, this was her new song of praise to her God, which is now located in her published daily devotional entitled, My Heart, 
overflows. It's the entry on the 8th of January and it will live as an enduring testimony of one sum, a year at least, of the amazing things that the Lord did for her, glorious, wonderful things. Because we have 366 entries in this devotional, we see a multitude of blessings day after day as Rosie continues to write, to pour out her heart to the Lord and to always, always include in each day's entry glorious things that her Lord has done for her. Um, Like Rosie, you and I have daily songs of praise to the Lord. They occur in the midst of crises and during times of of quietness. When we go about our daily routines and when we are doing something quite different or even special. They're found in the highs and lows of life each and every day. And when we share them with other people, they have a powerful impact upon the listener. Or in Rosie's case, with the devotional, the reader. So again, I ask you, what is your song of praise to the Lord today? As has been my practice for most of the years since I've been saved, I spend New Year's Eve in the presence of the Lord, waiting upon the entry of the incoming year. As we sit and commune together, I read the word, sing some songs, listen to the Lord. He has always given me a scripture or a passage of scripture and a word about his plans for me during the coming year. And I have believed what the Lord has said. I have expected it to occur. And as I have been able, I have obeyed. After all, there is a little bit of humanity in me. A bit of the flesh that takes over. Um, Over the past three years, that is 2014, 2015 and 2016, unlike any previous years, I received the same scripture from the Lord. It comes from Mark chapter 5, verses 19 to 20, and it's found in a passage of scripture which talks about um, the demoniac, a man who's um, exceedingly possessed by evil spirits who lives in an area called the uh, Gadarenes uh, uh, on the other side of the lake. And Jesus and his disciples go, they meet with him, Jesus prays for him, or against his will and really but prayed and he was delivered of a legion of spirits when Jesus and the disciples were ready to leave the region the man now set free comes to Jesus and says I want to come with you verse 19 says Jesus would not let the man with who was demon possessed to go with him but said go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and they were amazed. Now all this man did was go and tell his neighbours, his friends, his family, his workmates, one would assume he started to become a contributing part of a community now that he was well, Um, All he did was go and tell them about the amazing thing that God did for him. He went back and he told them. 
I knew that the Lord was asking me to share regular, even daily testimonies in my, um, of my life with him, with my family members, and especially my mum. At first, I was really reluctant to step into this challenge because after years of witnessing to my family with no apparent results, I doubted my capacity to be effective. But the Lord showed me that I was merely his vessel doing his will. He would provide the testimonies, he would provide the opportunities, and it would be in his authority, his truth and his love outworked in and through me. I just had to be his hands, his feet, his heart, his mouthpiece, and he would do the rest. Now when I came to believe that, I discovered that's actually quite easy. No onus on me, no pressure on me, no power that I need to find, no authority I need to dig up or exert. I just had to talk to the members of my family. Since then, as I've prayed and waited upon the Lord and followed his lead, I have never been, and I say never, may God be my witness, I have never been without a personal God story to share with a family member, particularly in times of distress or uncertainty or emergency. On Saturday, the 4th of November, 2017, nine weeks ago yesterday, my mum passed away somewhat unexpectedly. For 30 years that I know of, since I first became a Christian in February 1987, my mum has steadfastly resisted every invitation to commit her life to Christ. About two years after I received Christ as my Saviour and Lord, Mum sent me a letter from her doctor um, outlining her new diagnosis. The bottom line was she had been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's leukaemia and had been told she had approximately four years to live. I immediately intensified my request for her salvation, urgently calling out to the Lord morning, noon and night. Action, Lord, I want action and I want it now. Because I had this sense, my mum is about to die and she doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Soon after, while at an altar call at a healing seminar, um, the Lord came to me in a brilliant light. I went forward to pray for my mum, asking for her spiritual healing of salvation, and this brilliant light invaded me. It wasn't a visual thing, it was a sensory thing that I experienced. And um, I heard the voice of the Lord. Again, I don't believe it was an audible voice that others would hear, but it was clearly the voice of the Lord. I knew it was the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said to me, stop. You can stop your striving and pleading to me for your mother's salvation. I have heard your prayers. I I tell you today that your mother will not die until she meets with me. I believed these words from the Lord and as a result I was able to temper my endless intercessions and just add her to my regular weekly, sometimes daily prayer list for salvation. Oftentimes over the intervening 28 years, when yet another attempt to witness to her failed, I would recall these words and a peace would come over me. I didn't stop witnessing, but when nothing happened, I wasn't in despair. I had a peace. I would recall these words and a peace 
would overcome me. In recent years, as my unchurched siblings and wives have wondered about mum's continued apparent good health in light of her diagnosis of only four years to live, I have shared this testimony with them as my explanation of why I believe she hasn't yet died. That's singing a new song of praise to the Lord. I was alone with mum on the early afternoon of the Saturday she died and I could see that she was deteriorating. So I decided to start praying again intensely for her salvation. Lord, come to my mum as she lays here. Keep coming, keep knocking at her heart until she hears your question. I prayed out loud but quietly. Lord, don't stop until you get her attention and then extend her an invitation to accept you as her saviour. Don't stop, Lord. Keep knocking, Lord. Get her attention, Lord. Keep inviting her until she gives you an answer. My primary concern, oddly enough, was not that she would say yes. It was that she would meet with Jesus and have the opportunity to say yes, that it would be clear to her. I kept on praying these words, um, keep on inviting her Lord until she gives you an answer. And then suddenly about 20 minutes into the battle, a peace fell over her and she smiled. Just prior to that, she had opened, she had got extremely agitated and she had fully opened her eyes for the first time that day. She looked at me directly, almost defiantly, I would say. The struggle got deeper and deeper and then suddenly this peace came upon her and a smile was on her face. My mother passed away less than two, year, uh, two hours later, gently, peacefully, with all of her family present. Today I have a peace in my heart regarding my mum. I'm choosing to believe that she has accepted Jesus' invitation and I am hoping to meet her again in heaven one day. But what I definitely do know is that she did meet with the Lord Jesus, that he did get her attention and extended his invitation to her and that she did answer him, just as he had promised me almost 31 years ago. And for that reason, I stand here before you today, you my witnesses, and I sing a new song of praise to my Lord for a glorious thing that the Lord has done for me. Amen? What song, new song of praise do you have for your Lord? I choose to sing a new song of praise to my God because he has indeed done glorious things for me and I know that people have seen and heard and been amazed and at times have even put their trust in him. Revelations 12 verse 11 says, They overcome him, that is Satan, the accuser. They overcome him by the blood of the land and by the word of their testimony. Jesus tells us two things. By the blood of the lamb, in other words, the work that Jesus did to bring about that opportunity to be saved on the cross at Calvary, coming back to earth, dying on our behalf, covering our sins and by the word of our testimony. That makes our testimony extraordinarily powerful. Think on that. Sila, that's what sila means. Think on that. 
That makes your testimonies, your God stories, so powerful. That's how the enemy is overcome. That's how Jesus wins. That's how we win and live with Jesus forever. We each have testimonies to share with other people. These are our songs of praise to our Lord and they're new every day because our Lord does great things with and for us every day. Yes, life can deal us rotten, painful, useless, purposeless blows, even every day, day by day. But in the midst of them, there are always blessings from the Lord if we are on the um, lookout for them. And as people hear these testimonies, um, they are spiritually blessed and strengthened. When we share them with other Christians, their faith is built up. They're encouraged to keep on believing in Jesus, to keep on praying, to resist the devil, and to keep on persevering in their Christian walks. So we fellowship with one another, and we share our God stories with one another to build each other up. Amen? When we share our new songs of praise about the glorious things he does for us with people who don't have a Christian faith, our testimonies have supernatural power to defeat a spiritual enemy who does not want them to hear the truth about Jesus Christ. Defeats an ungodly captor who does not want to see People set free from the strongholds of temptation and wickedness and addiction and illness and death and so much more. These testimonies have that power to set people free. In John 4, the first 42 verses are dedicated to a story about Jesus meeting a Samaritan woman at a well. Um, while they're at the well and he's talking to the woman, um, he reveals information to her about herself, which causes her to wonder about who he is. In verse 28, it says, Leaving her water drug, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? In verse 39, we read, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him, because of the woman's testimony that he told me everything I ever did. The power of testimony. Whole town got, gets saved. Jesus comes, he meets with them, he shares his story with them, confirms the lady's story, they believe. Definitely, they receive him as he is Lord and Saviour. Um, in 2006, my husband, Tim, experienced a personal crisis and severe emotional trauma that initiated the onset of a physical illness that reached its dramatic climax early in 2012. He was hospitalised for 28 days, during which time many people believed he was dying or would die. In fact, this church was advised that they may not see Tim ever again. That's how ill he was. After a week at home, he returned to hospital for another two weeks before going home under the care of hospice. He was unable to walk or talk or feed himself. He needed total care. In desperation, I brought him on a Friday night to a Friday night prayer meeting here at our church. 
30 to 40 people prayed for Tim over a period of about 35 to 40 minutes. And at the end of it, he stood up and walked a couple of steps. Many of those prayers are here in this church today. Do you remember? Yeah. Tim was miraculously restored to life that night, healed of chronic diseases that he'd had even before 2006. Diseases like diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, all of which he no longer takes any medications for. But the illness arising from his traumatic experience in 2006 remained and has continued to hospitalise him at least once a year, most years, since 2012. Despite the best advice of close friends and family, Tim chose this year, this past year, to travel with me to Australia last month, where apart from planned family celebrations in Darwin, we came home via Melbourne in order to meet up with four couples who had been a part of his original 2006 experience. When he was in hospital in August, September this past year, I received a word from one of these in Australia saying there was still hurt and unforgiveness and pain in Tim's heart and that was binding him up, holding him captive. Um, meeting and fellowshipping with these people enabled Tim to experience unconditional love, forgiveness and reconciliation. He has returned home a new person, a different person, a person who feels, and it overwhelms me that such a change could happen in two days. Unconditional love, forgiveness, reconciliation, a person who feels and looks as though he's been set free. Amen. And yesterday, <laughs> praise the Lord. Yesterday, while I asked his permission to share just a little bit, this little bit of his story, he said to he shared with me that he really believes that he's been fully healed. But that's a story yet to come. His story, his song of praise to the Lord. Amen? I look forward to that. In the meantime, I sing a new song of, of the Lord as I stand before you in awe of what our wonderful God has done. As I testify to you in various ways about the amazing ways he has touched our lives. These stories I've given you are extreme examples of what God can do for you in the everyday, um, every day of your life. I could also testify to say that there was an unexpected $10 bill in my coat pocket when I needed to buy lunch for a family of seekers visiting our church one Sunday morning. Or testify to you about how I wake up some mornings, often mornings, with a song, the latest words from the song we learnt in church, bursting forth, wanting to come out. I can't even remember the tune. I must sound terrible. But it's, you know... That's a blessing from the Lord, all right? Um, bursting forth out of my mouth. Or the unexpected excitement and thankfulness I feel when I look out of our lounge room windows at the bushes and flowers and birds and blue skies. Even when I'm looking at this fog coming in up through the hills, the grayness. Praise the Lord. What will be your new song to the Lord today? As Christians, we each have an amazing testimony, our own personal stories to share with people. 
They include a marvellous message of salvation and acceptance, of love and of forgiveness. Our story should compel us to invite everyone we know and whoever we meet to come and see and to taste the Lord Jesus Christ and to know that he is good. Amen? So what will be your new song for the Lord today? Why don't you turn to the person beside you and tell them of one good thing the Lord has done for you recently. You share your own new song to the Lord right now with somebody else, the person beside you. Two minutes, 45 seconds each. It can be brief, all right? But share a testimony of something good the Lord has done to you. Forty-five seconds left. The other person needs to share their story. Okay. You see, you do have a new song to sing of what the Lord has done for you. Amen? Amen. And some of the people you may have shared with might be people you don't know or you don't often speak with. And you can do that with strangers, with somebody beside you. You can share a new song of the Lord with someone else. That's what God wants us to do. It's as simple as that. Can you do that? Can you do that? You know, all you have to do is wake up every day and say to the Lord, give me an opportunity today. Provide me with an opening. I'm here. I'm your vessel. Take me and use me. I'll open my mouth and I'll start croaking and you speak. All right? Or I'll walk past somebody and see something and you'll put a message in my head and I'll go and do something about it. And when they ask why, I'll tell them why. Yeah? We can all do this. We can all do this, but if we don't start doing it, how will we ever fulfill the mandate that God has upon us? All of us are born with eternity in our heart, the Bible tells us. All of us want to be witnesses for Jesus Christ, but most of us are frustrated witnesses, frustrated evangelists, because we're not the sort of people who'll stand on church corners and sprout the gospel or knock on doors or even go and do other things, not nearly as outrageous from where I'm standing. <laughs> and we, know we, we feel uncomfortable. We think we can't do it, but we can do this. We can share a word, a new song of praise to our Lord with everyone we come in contact with if we expect to have those testimonies to give. And the way you get those testimonies is by saying, here I am, God, I'm available. He doesn't ask how talented or gifted you are, all right? He doesn't ask you for anything except that you're available. Will you be available to the Lord today? Okay, if the um, worship team would come up, please. You know, maybe you don't have a relationship with God at all. You've been listening to this message and thinking, I don't really know what she's talking about, but I think I would like to. Perhaps this is the first time you've ever heard about Jesus Christ and the good news that he's come to rescue us out of a place, of a hard place, 
a place where we're held captives, a place um, where we can't be who we want to be. Maybe you're wanting that today. Well, you know you can have that right here in this place because Jesus Christ is here. He's here by his spirit. He's here in the words. He's here in the testimonies. Jesus Christ is here. All you need to do is say, yes, that's me. I choose you, Jesus. I want to come to you today. Will you all stand up with me, please? What I'm going to do now is I'm going to invite people who have never given their lives to the Lord to make a choice. The choice is, will you say yes to Jesus? Will you choose to have that new song of the Lord within you, to have that freedom that he offers it, to know that unconditional love, to make him the Lord of your life? Ask him to come and save you out of the pit, the miry pit that you find yourself in and to bring you to stand on a firm place with him, a rock, Jesus Christ, the rock. If you would say yes to that today, if in your heart you feel, yes, I want to do that, if God has spoken to you through these testimonies, the worship, the message, the people who have spoken to you today, while everyone has their eyes closed, I'm asking you to raise your hands so I can see who you are. Who would like to say yes to Jesus today? Is there anyone in this house? To my left, anyone who says yes, count me in, Pam. I'm here for Jesus. I want to know him. Anyone in the centre who would like that or on the left, on on my right? Okay, maybe you've known the Lord and you've walked away from him. And you've heard this message and you've said, I don't think I want the way of life I've chosen. I want to go back to what I had before, a life with Jesus Christ. You can make that choice today. Maybe you're people who want to have a new song to sing for the Lord. Maybe you need a touch from Jesus, something fresh, something new from the Lord today. Perhaps you need healing or a miracle. Perhaps you just want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and refreshed. You know, this altar is the altar of the Lord. It's not my altar. It's not Pastor Don's or Pastor Penny's. This belongs to the Lord. And when you come forward to this altar and you say, here I am, Lord, touch me. Between you and God, watch what he will do with you. And you will have a new song for the Lord to sing today. So I open up this altar and I invite people to come forward. Would the ministry team please come up to the front? As you come forward and spend time with the Lord, somebody from the ministry team will come and offer to pray for you. You don't have to have prayer, you can have prayer. But the altar is open. As the worship team sings, let's come and meet with the Lord here.